Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive help supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious Lolly Focus Pops or Lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. You're listening to this week's free episode of How to Do It. Slate Plus members get another episode of this podcast every Monday. And that's where we chat about some of our juiciest letters. To hear those members-only episodes and get access to all of our How to Do It advice columns on Slate.com, sign up for Slate Plus at Slate.com slash H-D-D-I-P-L-U-S. Warning, this podcast contains explicit language and very specific discussions of sex. Hi, I'm Stoya. I'm a writer and pornographer. And I'm Rich Joswiak. I'm a writer. Welcome to the How to Do It podcast, where we try to help you with all of your sex and relationship issues twice a week. You can ask us anything about sex or your bodies or dating etiquette or whatever. We're here to help. I have a lot of feelings about voyeurism. Mm. Are they good or bad feelings? Well, they're complicated. Okay. Because, you know, it was my job to be looked at for a really long time. But then off work hours... People still look at you mm-hmm. and it's okay because you're famous. And so mm-hmm. like you literally have less right to privacy than the average human. So I'm like, sometimes it's great. That's what pays the bills. And other times I'm like, man, I am off the clock. Can right. you leave me alone? Totally. And sometimes that that look alone is enough to disturb you, right? <laughs> it's like, why are you putting me in work mode right now? I, I have definitely found that like internet writing has definitely worked my brain in a huge way. It's made me so defensive or I, I like to think I've moved past this now, but for a while I was so defensive that like if I were in a bar and a guy was looking at me, it'd be immediately I would jump to like, what is your problem? <laughs> yeah. Not hey, even like, Roo. yeah, exactly. Ready to like, you know, box yeah. when enough of the time it turned out that he was interested in me sexually, that I was so <laughs> off base and I was just like being crazy paranoid. I like to think that, you know, I've moved on from that, but I don't know. Next time I go to a bar, I guess we'll see. (laughs) (laughs) Is it that looking is like a form of speech in a way that's just like very hard to interpret? Yeah, I mean, totally. And and I guess like I tend to have like a bad faith reading of situations or, or, you know, I think it's more what I've learned to do horribly is give myself the worst case scenario so that I'm prepared for it Mm -hmm. in case that look is not sexual or of interest but of contempt i'm ready for that i mean but then if you do that enough you hear only that voice and and it's actually not coming from without it's coming from within and you're oppressing yourself yeah so you just gotta like free your mind from that i feel like honestly i'm having such a psychedelics period and i feel like that's really helped i kind of like came upon this realization a few weeks ago and was like oh wow i actually don't need to tell myself the worst possible thing and that's actually doing more harm than helping my friend komas every morning sends me one to three motivational messages for the day Mm -hmm. and they're like these like instagram memes and for the whole past like week and a half it's all been about breaking down that fear response and like being open to the good things the universe has for you yeah 
I'm actually, I'm really into these. Yeah. Like, yeah. they're like helping. Yeah. It can feel so obvious externally or when you, when I, you know, I talk about these revelations I have on mushrooms, it like sounds so obvious. That's like part of what's called the noetic experience. You know, you feel this profound thing and then you talk about it and it sounds dumb, but it's useful. Like however you need to get there, you need to get there, you know? Mm-hmm. Speaking of getting there, our next letter involves looking that is most definitely sexual. Dear How to Do It, I recently moved into a new home. All the houses are alike in my new neighborhood. All the windows align, and they are very, very close. My neighbor never wears any clothes around the house, nor does she close the curtains or shades. Honestly, thinking of her has become a major way I've been pleasuring myself. It feels to me like she knows what she's doing, but she has never mentioned anything. I'm inclined to just let this be a little neighborly secret. But is it a problem if I kind of enjoy it? Signed, Looking. So I get the impression that our writer's feeling that she knows what she's doing is part of the turn-on for him, mm. for them. We actually, we don't know. I'm assuming male. I would assume male as well, but yeah. we don't, they didn't say, so we don't know. We do not know. But <laughs> to circle back to our banter, sometimes women are just existing. Yes. I find the fact that it sounds like this is like an ongoing thing and she doesn't close the curtains or shades. Yes. That makes me think there's a possibility that she enjoys exhibitionism. Right. But it's also possible that she has ADHD. Uh Uh-huh. Doesn't think to close the curtains. Doesn't even see the windows. Right, right. It's not in her head that a window is a thing that people can look through. And she just doesn't like wearing clothing. Yes. And I think that your interpretation that her knowing what she's doing is being eroticized brings sort of like this perhaps illusion, but nonetheless belief in consent to the forefront, which makes the situation less skeevy than it might be, as does the fact that our letter writer has been pleasuring themselves while thinking about this. It'd be a different story if it's like, I'm jerking off while I'm looking at her through the window, right? Yeah, that would be inappropriate, possibly very upsetting for the neighbor, but also... The idea of asking, right? It feels to the writer like she knows what she's doing, but she hasn't brought it up. The writer is inclined to just like let it continue and not acknowledge it. It might make the woman uncomfortable to bring it up at all. Exactly. Right? Like even if you don't say I have the best orgasms thinking about you walking around nude, like that would be a lot. But even if you're just like, hey, I've noticed you don't close your curtains and you frequently don't wear clothes – that might scare her, freak her out. It's a very delicate situation as far as taking any action. Right. And I also think that like in terms of the moral responsibility, you can't really help it when you innocently stumble on something that you like, you know? And that's what the scenario... I mean, this is a very well-constructed question because there are other ways that we just discussed that it could have gone that it would have been like, absolutely not shut this down. This situation is a lot more in a gray area and it's like hedging toward the positive for me, just in terms of like, you know, this is creating a sense of pleasure and joy in him with it seemingly no drawbacks for her. 
The only thing that I would pick on is this last line, but is it a problem if I kind of enjoy it? And it's mm-hmm. like, honey, you do enjoy exactly. it. Exactly. Well, that's true. Yeah, and it's that's not kind reality. of. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> You're writing in. This is, in fact, a major way you've been pleasuring yourself. Yeah. You enjoy this a lot. And I think the first step is to admit that. Yes. And like deal with the reality of the situation. Yeah, I mean, I, and I think it's the question generally with voyeurism that comes up, you know, if nobody finds out, is harm done? Uh, I think sometimes it can be, you know, if nobody finds out that you implanted a camera in their apartment and you're watching them all the time, that's, that's still messed up. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. I think there are definitely those situations where, like, through no fault of anybody, you stumble upon this and... It's kind of like enjoying the weather. It's just the thing that's happening to your senses. And it's like, okay. Yeah. And I don't I don't think there's a problem for the writer eroticizing something that has occurred yes. without them taking any action. But I would say, you know, don't get like binoculars or anything. <laughs> right. It's not so much that I feel like it would be morally wrong to get binoculars and get a closer look. As it is that binoculars would be very visible, mm. and then that, it might freak her out. Yeah. It's, yeah. Yeah, it seems like maybe one ethical way to go about this is to not disturb the kind of reality that's been set and just leave things as they are. And if you enjoy this show that you sometimes are treated to, okay. And if she happens to mention, like, oh, I had to move out of my last place because my neighbor kept jerking off because I can never remember to close the windows, then like, okay, you should probably stop that. Like, that's that's an indication that this isn't consensual. Right. But as it is, I think our writer is fine. Yes, I do, too. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Okay, let's move on to our next question. Dear How to Do It. I'm a woman and I have been dating my wonderful boyfriend for just over a year. We have amazing sex once a week where we both come and I couldn't be happier. I'd say we're on the more open-minded, adventurous side and we both have a couple of toys. That said, my partner was gifted with extraordinary fingering skills rather than extraordinary dick length. He is on the shorter side. I don't mind because dick length is hardly a measure of sexual competence. However, there are some positions that I would like to try that require some extra length. I've seen the silicone sleeves that act as a dick extension and would like to bring up the prospect of buying one. So my question is, how do I ask my boyfriend to get one of these toys? Specifically, to try different positions without sounding like I find him inadequate. Signed, give or take an inch. I love a good sign off. Uh, Me too. Me too. People get creative. Oh, gosh. I think that the boyfriend is probably well aware at this point that she does not find him insufficient. I mean, she says she couldn't be happier. If there's any kind of content in this letter about their sex life that she hasn't shared, I would encourage her to do that, to establish this, like, everything's great, I'm in love with our sex life, but let's add to it. So I have, like, a stunt vagina, 
Like, I'm like constantly, I'm like, oh, this weird thing, I want to try it. So wait, is the stunt vagina like a stunt dummy or is your vagina, are you characterizing your own vagina as being of the stunt variety? It's like a stunt man in my pants. Okay. Like there's just this like constant urge where I'm like, female condom. Yeah, I want to experience right, that. Right, right, right. Like, yeah. Like, like a I'll, test kitchen. Yeah, I saw someone, uh, or no, I read about someone smoking a cigarette with their pussy. Yeah. And I was like... I have 12 hours today. So how did it go? Were you able to do it? I was able to. I was able to, but not (laughs) consistently enough to like make it a party trick. Okay. And then I started. Seems like something you could practice though, right? Yeah, but I started thinking about like, you know, it's not good to have cigarette smoke around the cats. Right. Um, It's not like I can go outside and practice that. Also, what's that doing to your biome? It's probably bad. So, you know, I have pitched a lot of guys on a lot of strange things. Mm-hmm. And my advice would be to say, hey, everything you said about like loving the sex life, I saw this position and I really want to try it. And the only problem is you need like a pretty long dick. Mm-hmm. And I have a solution for that. It's kind of strange. How do you feel about strange? Okay, so it's like a sleeve that goes over your dick. I would love to experiment with this. Will you be my adventure buddy? Yeah, yeah. And that tends to help people, like, when you say it's weird before they think it's weird, then they don't think it's weird. Right. They're like, oh, that's not so weird. Right. You're also (laughs) setting it up as an adventure as opposed to a demand. Yeah, like, it's like a cool thing together. I'm just realizing this episode is Stoya teaches people how to manipulate their partners. (laughs) (laughs) Gently. (laughs) I think also if if she's afraid of this conversation, why not actually try the position and show him that he can't do it and then have the conversation, you know? Yeah, two parts. Hey, I'd like to try this position. Let's check it out. And then also you give him the opportunity to maybe use his extraordinary vaginal awareness skills to work out a way to do it without a dick extension. Exactly. Like, leave the door open for that. Don't count him out immediately because he's great, apparently. And then have a conversation after and say, look, I think I know a way where we could actually even do this even better if that turns out to be the case still. And give that a try. I mean, it seems like they have good communication and it doesn't seem like this should necessarily have to uh, hit his ego at all. And if that is a, um, a a concern, fluff it before you get there, you know? Let and, him know how good he is. And leave enough time if he does respond emotionally in a way that's upsetting for him. Make sure you have plenty of time to do reassurance, to unpack his feelings, like all of that. You don't want to, like, mention it five minutes before you arrive at, like, a social thing, right? Right, right. Okay, that's all for now, but we're not done this week. On tomorrow's episode, just for Slate Plus members, we hear from a letter writer who wonders if she should give her date another chance, even though he called her something she didn't like. This is like an escalating cringe, like the cringitron, just a roller coaster constantly I ascending. So hard, I like had to put my forehead in my hand. To hear that discussion, sign up for Slate Plus at slate.com slash HTDI plus. 
If you're in need of sex advice, you can write to howtodoit at slate.com slash howtodoit. Or you can leave us a voicemail at 347-640-4025. And we may use it on the show. Everything is anonymous and nothing is too weird or embarrassing. Our show is produced by Chow Tu. How to Do It's editor is Jeffrey Bloomer. Our letter readers are Shasha Leonard and Benjamin Frisch. Thanks for listening and we'll talk to you next time. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. <laughs>